when I was doing a lot of uh, stenciling and screen printing, I have to like test stuff if I was like making a stencil. And for my band at the time, the stencil was uh, Roy Scheider from Jaws ripping <laughs> off a woman's suit from the movie uh, Naked Lunch. So to test it, I just used it on all of my underwear and it was red spray paint so for a while like if your pants fell down it just looked like i had blood coming out of my ass but if you straightened it up it was roy scheider so like, I had, like 12 pairs of roy scheider butt briefs uh i wish i still had that sense butt briefs <laughs> S1E1, show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to green light or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Lopez vs. Lopez. Lopez vs. Lopez went 22 episodes at one season on NBC. They were talking about episode 1, which was called Pilot, originally airing November 4th, 2022. To get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, Joe, Ferg, Nick, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? Yo. 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 I'm just here to get my nuts snipped. And uh, I do want to mention uh, Lopez vs. Lopez still going on, renewed for a second season. So I, uh, sometimes in my intro it might sound like the show is over with when I say one season, but it's... But there's uh, no TV right now, so it's just all... Yeah. But it's um, I feel like the ratio of shows we do like that are still going to you know have long since you know completed it's very low. It's rare when we do shows that still exist. I think it would be even harder now because I'm pretty sure they canceled like half of everything that was actively a TV show before their strikes. That's you know? true. Oh, probably. That's, that was the whole point. So how's everybody doing? By the way. All right. Great. All right. A little curtain behind the curtains. Everyone is tired right now because we just spent, what, an hour troubleshooting before we, we started start, recording? We're starting like a half hour later than we normally do. Mm. Mm. An hour and a half later. You can't, hmm, time. That's, that's the reality of the situation. This isn't debatable. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, so S1E1Pod.com. That's where you can find all of our links to our socials. S1E1Pod on X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, all that. Hit us up. We like to talk to all of you guys. It's um, fun to know that you guys are listening and how you found us and what shows you want us to cover. So keep doing that. We really appreciate it. Also, we post all kinds of videos and different graphics on them. So again, S1E1 pod on those. So Lopez versus Lopez. We did George Lopez a while ago. And now this show, um, just George Lopez's newest sitcom, not a continuation of the old. There's a middle one, too. We haven't done. What was the other one? Yeah, it's just called Lopez. It was on, um, <laughs> oh god, what is the Nick at Night channel? Man, he's creative as fuck. TV isn't Land. He? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, we went from George Lopez to Lopez to Lopez versus Lopez, which I'm very excited to see what the fourth show will be called. I love George Lopez, by the way. That's not shitting on the man, uh, but uh, there is a, th- a middle Lopez sitcom I've never seen that went two two episodes in the mid 2000s. George Lopez. The next one is just called George. I bet there's like already that's... a show called George. There, there has to be. Did George Foreman have a show called George? He actually he may have. Show, did he? Other than his talk show? He had five kids named George. Am I weirdly <laughs> confusing that with Rock, though? The Charles S. Dutton sitcom from the early 90s? Oh, Charles S. Dutton, maybe. <laughs> Who doesn't love Charles S. Dutton? <laughs> he has a great turn on The Sopranos. Don't, don't give us a reason. 
Charles Stanton is a huge actor. He's in Surviving the oh, Game. On, he has his own sitcom. He has his own goddamn sitcom. He's one of the greatest Sopranos secondary characters ever. Joe does have another podcast. It's called Sutton on Dutton. I would love that podcast. Does nobody here enjoy the movie Surviving the Game? Joe, I, have no idea. I don't know how many times what? you want to go down this road. Ice T, Gary Busey. It was on TNT like every Saturday when we were kids. I know. Oh, that's what, that's what okay. I did every Saturday. <laughs> See, Gordon knows what I'm talking about. I, I, no, I've only no, 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 no. I only know the reference because The Simpsons did it when Nelson put it on and went, "The game is on." That's the only reason why I know it. It exists. Well, they were actually more riffing on the the deadliest game, the sort of. Oh, okay. Then no, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, if you want to see Gary Busey on fire running through a building trying to murder uh, Ice-T, then you should check out this movie. That was amazing from the (laughs) 90s. That I'm sure a lot of our fans, I'm going to get messages because I do all the time when I mention stuff that you guys shit on. They're like, that movie fucking rules. From like your friends. No, no, no. I got messages. I got a message from a a fan, a listener today, who I do not know in real life. Talking about one of the things that you guys shit all over. So the, Which they're was out what? there. Well, we what don't they the Joeys, as I like to call them. I'm going to put them on my pouch and I'm going to carry them around with me. And we're going to watch all the movies and it's going to be fantastic. We don't believe you because it wasn't on our social media. You probably, it's your sock puppet account. No, because most of our social media, Gordo, is you with 15 burner accounts telling people, telling us that Gordo's jokes were funny. It's not. <laughs> Gordo's what the first really case happens. of someone catfishing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna say that? I'm I'm like cute. I wouldn't be a catfish. Okay. Um. Well, anyways, Catfishes are cute. They look like Charles Bronson. Who? Oh fuck you, Nick. Do not do that to Charles Bronson. How fucking dare you? <laughs> as far as um Lopez versus Lopez goes, so I want to go over a couple quick scores. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has no um like official score, just the audience one, which I thought was weird because it's a new show. But um, 61% from audience uh, scores. And then IMDb at a 6.0. So right around the same level for both of them. They must have refused to pay um, Rotten Tomatoes. For good right, reviews. the critics at Rotten Tomatoes. The racket we found out that is. But, I mean, as far as the audience scores goes for both, I mean, we're sitting at a D- minus here for Lopez versus you know Lopez. I agree with the, the rating, at least. Right in the middle. Look, I'm going to say, I think it's... A C minus more than a D minus, but I will say this: a show about TikTok that I don't despise is a weird Joe anomaly. I can't wait to get into that because I know, like, we've talked about this, and, and I should bring it up. But Joe, you've mentioned before that you've you watched this show, right? Yeah, I've seen every episode. So, and I I'm gonna guess you're the only one, Ferg, Gordo, Nick, anyone? Definitely not. No. Gordo, I've but, never seen it, no. not even in passing. No, I'm aware of the show. I never watched it. Um. And then knowing I that you were the on only it. one who did, and then seeing that it starts with a TikTok thing, and we'll get into that when we start diving yeah, in. Yeah, we'll get into it. But TikTok is, look, there's a bunch of things that watching this would be Joe Red Flags, and it's the charm of George Lopez and the fact that he is the opposite of it that well, makes the cha- it for The me. charm of him calling his daughter a bitch? Like- <laughs> look, that's one scene. Okay. I, I agree with Joe. I, I've always had a soft spot for George Lopez for Agreed. some reason. Um, I, I don't, he's just one of those people, and I, I'm sure you can all think of your own examples of this. He doesn't, he just is like always funny to me. Like, yeah, he doesn't have to be like actively trying to be funny. He just makes me giggle just like his existence. And, uh, I don't know. He just always has is, but I will say, you know, without getting too far into it, this show might be one of the hardest 
for me to have ever really like diagnosed because like there was some really like high and highs and lows, like peaks and valleys for how I felt about this show throughout I the I felt pilot. the same way. So I'm I'm me still too. like really unsure which way I'm gonna go. So I mean I I think discussing it will help me pick a road. But this one was like really polar, and I can't think of a show we've done in a while that's made me feel like this. <clears throat> I will say, Nick, I feel like I'm probably with you. We're probably gonna have the same feelings on it. I will say, to me, Who most of those kidding? though were Lopez. Yeah, Joe, come yeah, Joe, come on. We know. But I'm saying that the parts there are there are parts of us I did not like for sure. But the I, also, I didn't hear the funny, last part of what you said because they were talking. Yeah, because I was being over talked. Uh, that George Lopez's parts are the parts that make you probably like it the most, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he has a great way of even throwing a tiny little comment in. But there's, a, <laughs> yeah. there's like the, is anyone up? He's like, I was up. Like that little shit and it's, kills yeah. you. It's so and it's not different. comedic timing as well. He, yes, he it's not different it's almost from like he's a professional like comedian like, who's very good at this. It's not a crazy range or anything like that. He's just really good at that thing, the things that he does and. He yeah. leans into it, and I find it entertaining. So, What I found super interesting, and I, I, I guess this would probably be commonplace knowledge, but just to make sure that all of you know and then anyone listening who hasn't watched the show yet, Mayan, his daughter on the show, that's his real daughter. I did not know that. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I this is, ba- know this that. is like a fictionalized version of their real relationship. Yeah, so this is his like legit daughter. <laughs> I didn't know that until after I watched it the first. I watched it twice. So after the She's first actually in a couple it. episodes of George Lopez as like a little, little kid. Oh, cool. Oh, really? All right, so let's just get into the actual episode itself, and we'll kind of dig along as we go, because we've already started teasing things throughout the episode. So it starts off with a TikTok being filmed. And one thing I did, I'll say right off the bat, one there's a couple things before I even get into what the TikTok was that visually I didn't like. The episode starts with 80% of the screen being black because they're doing it in a vertical TikTok mode, and they didn't utilize the rest of the screen. And I, I thought they should have put something there. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that because I felt like you were looking at a phone. Uh, I just I didn't like the way it looked to intro the show for the very first time. Like they they could have found a way around it, have it so someone's watching the TikTok or something. So it's so you're looking at the phone. I didn't like just having all that black on the screen. Well, I did you watch this on your computer a... or phone, or did you watch it on a big TV? Um, the first time I watched it on my phone, but still, I mean. And it's still a, a very small fraction of the screen is being used regardless. I just feel like it made more sense on a bigger TV than it did on my computer. Because when I first watched it, it was on TV. And then for this episode, I watched it on my computer. I noticed it more on the computer. Didn't really so, bother me. I was going to say that uh, if you're watching it on the on your phone, it, like, the, it seems really far away. But I wonder with the constraints of like how a, a show is filmed kind of in a rectangle how much you can actually really utilize. Because you well, can't, like, make it full screen because then it would be sideways. No, I understand. You know? That's why I'm saying don't make it so that the screen is just, like, if the TikTok was being aired on television with, like, a screen mirror, I would have had it so someone was watching it, you know, like, so mm. you're physically seeing it on the screen of the phone. Or a picture-in-picture picture where it's, like, th- there's there's ways around it. We've seen it done in other shows. Yeah. Uh, it's artistic right choice. Point. It didn't bother me, though. And I would also say this. We're using the name TikTok multiple times in the show, but we're not using the actual TikTok visual interface. Like, I don't know how that works. Like, legality. I would assume it's all or nothing, right? If you can, no, I'm sure TikTok, it's cheaper just to say it because it's free advertising for them. As long as you're not saying something, it's like you know, well, as long you as you're not disparaging like the actual it. TikTok app, then like 
so the buttons in the bottom are all falsy versions to like look like a generic TikTok. It's it probably costs it's money for that they use TikTok and not like some generic one like oh this is clip clap or like something yeah yeah like we're that. on click clock like, right now. But that's what I'm saying. If you're already using the name TikTok, why can't you just show TikTok instead? Images of are copyrighted in a different TikTok? way though. Like I feel like you can say TikTok. But yeah. not saying show. TikTok an awful lot right now. I feel like everyone get another system. But do TikTok. you know what I mean? Like I don't think you can copyright the at some like TikTok existed before TikTok. Yeah, with the wake free up mics, in the morning, the feeling like P. no. Diddy. When you say it in, in those restraints, like if this was like a legality thing and TikTok took him to court, you can't be like I meant like a clock. You can't say I'm making a TikTok. Well, yeah, I guess. Something that looks yeah, just like true. the app. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming using their like virtual interface and their like intellectual property that way would probably have an issue for streaming and rights later on the same way shows like your carrier confined by music rights so they probably just can say it but if you show somebody's copyrighted material they might have uh grounds to like want um money on the back end you know uh i know that we've seen in the past in shows that we've covered uh text messages yes we've, we've seen never it done good and bad Yes, we've seen it done good and bad, but we've never seen social media done, correct? I don't know. Not, not on this off the top of my head. I can't think of anything. So, like, I feel like I know I've seen it. Maybe not in anything we've covered, but nothing like, you know, right like now this. flagging my brain. Yeah. I'd be surprised if this was the first, but I, I, I can see it going either way, I guess. But also, usually I feel like it's like, he sent me a message on Bookface. Like, they usually shows shy away from even using the proper name. And I, I don't want to just dissect my place out of like the technicalities of this but there's one more thing about this tiktok that like drove me nuts before i even talk about because i haven't even said what happened to me yet no quick question before you say that do you watch a lot of tiktoks relative to other people i mean i see plenty because tiktok proper i don't use but that was my question instagram and facebook reels like they're just tiktoks that are being Right, and but the interface is different, right? Because I've never, I don't have TikTok. I don't download a TikTok, but I, I've seen, you see Reels, that's a similar thing. It's very but... similar to looking at like an Instagram Reel, yeah. Right, but is that like yeah. interface different? Does it look different? Yeah, a little bit, but of course, like any other app. It's, it's if you use two different web browsers, they look a little different, but they're similar, you know? Sure, but if you don't use that that much, does it track you that differently? What do you mean? Like you were saying that it looks different and it bothers you because it looked the same as it was super generic looking. That's why it was just I just didn't understand why you wouldn't use something that was. If you could say the word TikTok, I assumed you had free reign to just use it like you you already went through approval. But maybe I'm wrong. So to get into the actual TikTok itself, we see George and his daughter Mayan next to each other, and it's one of those. As a lot of these videos go, they're not speaking. You have the text uh, to speech going on with the word bubbles and she's pointing at him and she's basically telling you about all his shortcomings. And it's all about, he was a bad dad. He wasn't there for them. All this stuff. It's very realistic to modern day. You see this stuff where people are overly personal on what should just be like a dumb social media platform. It's basically like all of those, my cringe Instagrams (laughs) actually in like real life. Yeah. And I do like that it it went from that and, like, she talks about how she deals with all her father issues. And then it's just her twerking. Cause that's, it's like... No, no, it's better than that. She says, I figured out I went to therapy. And yeah. the next shot is her upside down twerking, where she's just having sex with the wall. Is twerking upside down still twerking? Is it a different dance? It was a thing for a while. I mean, no, I don't know that if was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because there's all those uh, 
videos of people opening the doors on them and them falling yeah, through yeah, like yeah, glass yeah. tables and stuff. Oh. There was a super viral one that turned out to be fake that Jimmy Kimmel had staged, and it got like millions and millions of views. And then he revealed it like months later that that was a setup. Oh, really? Yeah. There was an extended video where he walks in a frame after like the fire happens. The girl falls on like a candle. I remember like, that one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I thought that was funny in that it it shows kind of modern times in a very unflattering light but that is the world we live in i do like that it shows like the uncomfortable like i'm sharing too much and then like but now i'm gonna be sexy like it is very much like what you see when people post these videos it's just weird too when you say i got daddy issues and then you're twerking and you're doing a video with your dad in a video that he was in yeah well ironically george said something about that yeah, there are some scenes in this episode where you're like, George, don't say that about your daughter, please. That's weird, man. I love you, but that's a weird comment. I, I want to get back to, we talked about this before we got into the episode. Joe, we've gone over this many a time. You hate super modern reference. You think it yep. dates things. This is as easy to date your own episode using the social media thing as you can get. To the point where I didn't even like it that much and it doesn't bother me. And it, this stuff usually destroys you. It didn't bother you too much? Because I found a way through it where, like, I hated this, right? Like, bachelor jokes, Tinder jokes, like, twerking, all this stuff, right? Like, I don't appreciate that. But I feel like the reason this show is actually funny is because George doesn't get it either. And he's the analog for a person who doesn't understand what's happening and is trying to navigate in the world. And for me personally, I find that very... Like, I very much related to that, right? Where it's like, this stuff all happens around me. I have a cursory awareness of it, but I know nothing really of it. And sometimes I'm asking you guys, like, wait, what the fuck is that? And that's what George's character is. And then you have to bend occasionally to get in. Like, you're like, hey, make a video or do this. Or, you know, you just like understand what's happening in the world. Or I work in technology. Occasionally you have to sort of dip your toe in and figure out what's going on. But that's what I felt like. I felt like I very much related to George for that part of his character. Oh, you mean when you made a uh, wonderful video for our 50,000 fans? Hey, I was making a wonderful video, and then Jay posted that, and I figured, well, if it's done for me already, why should I do it now? If AI took care of it, if J.I. took care of it, why would I take the time to do it again? J.I. took care of it days later. <laughs> it was time to post. It's like, hey, Joe, I'm going to post yours in four minutes. You're like, all right, I'm just going to make a ham sandwich, and I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to run to the store and buy some more mustard. Restring my ukulele. My scooter died. First of all, do not play ukulele. <laughs> Second of all, mustard is a universal food, as are ham sandwiches. So, anyways, as this, as we see the George walking in on his daughter twerking, which again, it's like knowing that it's his real daughter, and like that's like he has to walk in on that. Like, yeah, I you feel added so a whole new level to the weirdness. Now, I didn't know that watching this show. Yeah, I me think too. It's She's legit upside down, shaking her ass when he walks into the room. Like that's just like such a. I can't get my head around it knowing now that, you know, they're father, daughter in real life. And then she's saying how she's connecting to other women who have daddy issues. And he's like, oh, I'm sure you'll connect with some daddies on there, too. It's like, uh. Those are the lines, though, that makes this show really funny to me. It's those little follow-up Lopez lines. You know, she's saying, why should I take any social media advice from you? You know, you thought Instagram was a weed delivery service. He's like, sometimes it is. See like, that I again. Like and then we you get just the keep callback. popping those lines out, though. And we get the callback to the you know the original show because now they start playing Lowrider, and you just see him dancing as if he's making his own TikTok real quick. 
and it's just him dancing to Lowrider, which I thought was like a nice little callback to the to the old show. Like, I I didn't love that they did it twice in the episode, but the first time I thought it was fine. Imagine it didn't need to be that twice. much money to get the rights to Lowrider for one little segment of your new show, like on the first episode, and then never again. You still have to buy the the rights to the to use that. Everybody in the band of war is like swimming in their like Scrooge McDuck pool full of gold doubloons, being like, <laughs> yeah. "Keep using it, keep using it." I will say, not to be the jump ahead guy, but as the one person who's seen this whole show, they do this a lot throughout the series. They reference George Lopez a lot yeah. to a point where they have a holiday episode where the entire cast I watched of George Lopez comes in, and yeah. I want you to remind me because I want to talk about that at the end of the episode because I did watch that one clip. But it was a fun. It was a fun thing watching it, like new, being like, "Hey, look, look, it's Carmen." <laughs> After this whole social media thing, the two of them are talking, and one thing we learn, and this is kind of the thing driving this whole episode, is George is helping fix his daughter's kitchen. He's like renovating the whole kitchen. In this moment, he's telling her, "You know, all this driving back and forth is like what's taking so long." He has like a two-hour commute every day. And he's asking, hey, is it cool if I stay with you? I'll get this whole thing done a lot quicker that way. She has a lot of hesitation. She's like, you know, we've only been cool with each other for like the last six weeks. You know, as we know from the TikTok, they didn't have a great relationship. He wasn't like father of the year. But he's like, yeah, but like things have been good, right? And she's like, yeah, but you know, this is like kind of a big thing. And that she's going to have to ask her husband, Quentin. Boyfriend. Oh, is it just boyfriend? Just boyfriend, yeah. Okay. Thought it was partner. Yeah, she says she's his partner, which is a, a more modern term, but like they're not married. So it's all encompassing. Oh, okay. So, oh, I'm assuming you know that from later episodes then. Yeah. Okay. So, and she's telling him also we're going to have to set some boundaries because she doesn't want him to trigger her. Do they establish yeah. um, where they are in this episode? I don't think so. I don't They recall. don't, but I think we're to assume Southern California. Yeah, I, that's what I assumed, but I, I don't know. I didn't know. Now, Ferg, what you sigh about, I think, still aids to Joe's comments earlier. They are, her and Quentin are playing ultra modern, very, very liberal. Um, woke. Yeah, woke, I think, is the word ish. Yeah, ish. I I feel weird now. Woke has become something different than what woke it was. Woke has become something different. Woke is like a siren call now. It doesn't mean Yeah, what... now it has too much of a negative connotation where it's yeah. like now there needs to be a new that's level. That's what like they're going for with her saying it but so not many as times extreme. in a She's row not... in a row in a row. Well, there's little things here in a way that we, we get throughout the episode, but I don't feel like it's super, super extreme. With them, like they're not like um like protesters and things oh, like I that. I think I think it's super extreme but on purpose. Well, to a degree. And I think that he is I, the antithesis to it, so he yeah, is the one I mean. who's countering. It's, they're having them be like that yeah. so he can react. I yes, if I can, exactly. If I can make a point why I like this so much, because what I think they're going for, and I would be surprised if they said otherwise, is their relationship feels very much like a very modern Archie meathead. And, I thought uh, the Gloria. same thing. Mm-hmm. There, there's definitely that element to it. I think they could have done a little bit better of a job balancing it. So it's not whenever they they're clashing with these things and maybe it's just our perspective. George always looks like he's kind of in the right. They look like the ones being silly at times. I think they should have maybe with these arguments kind of came in the middle a little bit more. I kind of got a muted um, last man standing. That, I can see that, that too. Recent yeah. Tim Allen one like that, that show went like, more to the extreme 
on the political spectrum, but like it kind of feels like a more muted that. Sure, and I would say, and we'll definitely cover that show at some point. And, and to uh, yeah. jump on Gordon's point there too, the entire the way this show is about TikToks, that show is about video blogs. Yes, and so it's a similar analog. And yeah, and that's and, and obviously like you know for those of you who know like Tim Allen outside of his acting, it's, oh, oh, oh. he definitely used that. Uh, show as a vehicle to kind of play almost like a fictionalized Tim Allen there a little bit where he could kind of speak his mind on a lot of issues. Which, to be fair, there is a cast member in this episode who is in Tim Allen's greatest Christmas movie, Santa Christmas Claus? with the Cranks. Santa Claus? No. Stop that. Nick, <laughs> Nick is with me on this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can enjoy that movie, but still acknowledge that the Santa Claus. Christmas with the Cranks. I will. I will fight to the death that Christmas with the Cranks is better than the Santa Claus. I, I'm. I'm not willing to make this argument. I don't think it, looks it needs like to be made. You lost your only ally. Go jump off a cliff. I just don't think it needs to be made. I think they can be equally entertaining. Is there any scene in the Santa Claus where Santa just got Botox and he's trying to eat fruit slices and they keep falling out of his mouth? Hilariously, that I've laughed at every year when I watch it since that movie came out. I don't think <laughs> it so. It is funny. Yes, I, I, I'm not denying that. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, the Santa Claus holds a, uh, I think, especially in our age group, it holds a big spot in our hearts, and it's tough to compete with. Regardless, I do enjoy the Santa Claus, and I watched all of the Santa Clauses last year too, the new show. But I'm a cranks guy. Not to be in too much of a tangent when it comes to Tim Allen christmas movies on a episode we're covering the george lopez show you said that it's tim allen's best christmas movie where i would say that the santa claus isn't just tim allen's best christmas movie but it's one of the best christmas movies period i mean i wouldn't go that you said one of i'm okay i'm not gonna say you said the best that's there's also a really great tim allen christmas movie called like last shootout at the el macombo something like that which was a netflix movie a couple years ago that is pretty wild to watch. It's him and Kurtwood Smith, and it's it's a very interesting Christmas movie that's worth uh, checking out. I don't even think John Netflix watched that. <laughs> Greg Netflix, thank you, and he did, and I did too. I wrote him a letter and said, "Well done, thank you for Tim Allen and Kurtwood Smith." It's funny that just just one week after Halloween stuff, we go right into Christmas talk. Yeah, that's there's not a lot like of Thanksgiving movies. There's literally just planes, trains, automobiles. That's the only Thanksgiving movie. Perfect, but the only one. What about the horror one? Thanksgiving. Oh, that's actually finally came out this year. Or it's coming out. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The one with the the turkey. The turkey. Yeah, Thanks I said good movies, they all work in a construction site. Thanks spilling where they're all working at a bar. Thanks moving on where we continue this podcast. So, anyways, while the two are going back and forth, there's this talk about the Lopez way, where it's she's saying like you yell too much and he's kind of like well that's how things are done and he gives like the example about how his nanny used to say that there's the right way and then there's the lopez way and how you know and then she'd throw her chink what chancla it's a sister's sandal okay all right it's a sandal (laughs) before i butcher that it's either la chancla or chancla it's something like that i'm not gonna pretend like i know now i only know what that means because um the wrestler oh what's her name um La She's Clapa. married to Alistair Black. Or more. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega comes out with with a sandal now and hits people with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going at all. And the whitest man in the world, Michael Cole, says that word every <laughs> week on television. <laughs> so, but that's how he likes to resolve conflicts. And she's saying that there's other ways and that, you know, a therapist says instead of yelling, you should resolve through empathetic listening and mutual understanding. And he goes, what? I wasn't listening. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like so when you when you say that line, it doesn't sound funny. No, like when you're trying course, to explain right. it to somebody, it doesn't sound funny. But the way he delivers it, it's funny. And I, I, you know what I mean. But like, it's I feel like with him, it's like really. He has a delivery. It, yeah, I don't know. Like, he just stands out. Like, I can't think of somebody else who's exactly like that. Is I guess the point. <clears throat> I'm with you. He's very unique, and I will say too, we've known George Lopez pretty much our whole lives, right? Like, he's been very popular since the early 90s, right? He used like to we babysit like, Ferg, yeah. I mean, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> nice he used to go over watch wrestling at Ferg's house. Yeah. Like, George! He played but like he also Sinera. looks different now and looks... I don't want to say he looks funny, but, like, he looks... He's got crazy tall hair like Kramer all of a sudden. <laughs> he's so a little like, All of a sudden, George yeah. Lopez is playing a totally different character. He looks totally different. So I was thinking, though, if you dyed his hair black and, like, put it down, he wouldn't look any different. The facial hair changes. Yeah, he, 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 he has, he's aged yeah. pretty well. Yeah, with his hair up like that in gray, though, he just looks like an older pop punk kid now, <laughs> like a pop punk kid from like nineteen ninety seven. He did just, have like, like the cholo going button it. going too on the shirt. Yeah, I wore my closest shirt today to sort of go with it. It's like my stiffest denim shirt. You don't have a flannel. I don't have any flannel actually. I sweat too much, so I have a lot of thinner. Uh, plaids because if I wear flannel I basically lose my body weight and sweat in like two hours I thought they like you get a closet full of them with the house <laughs> that wasn't part of the deal I threw them away it's like the Santa Claus it's like when he shaves and it grows back I throw them out in the backyard and they just pop back <laughs> so, in the next morning so at this point of the episode that's when we meet uh, Quentin and Chance which are her boyfriend and their son and right away you know he's like grandpa he's like hey what's up Gordo and it's not his name. Not like, much. My, my name's Chance, not Gordo. He's like, and I'm not fat. And our Gordo's not fat either. Then it's one here. But he does say that he has gains. What are you talking about? <laughs> we all yeah. up. And I didn't even know that he said Gordo. Really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear episodes. it either. <laughs> I didn't even watch the episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, he already told us he watched on his phone, which is strike one. I watch it on my phone and I have bad hearing. So, so maybe why? it's perfect for you to do analysis <laughs> on a TV show podcast. <laughs> I like the I like the colors in the picture. <laughs> Use this mode uh, of watching that is not conducive to me, but I do it anyways, even though I could do it another way that would be better. All of the people who like lamented the idea of like streaming is bad or home video even in the early eighties is bad because people will stop going to the movies and they won't see the magic of these things on the big screen. We're talking about Gordo watching like Titanic on a tiny phone and he on an airplane. he did it like while he was just taking a long dump at work and was like, I guess I'll watch the episode. You definitely disappeared from work for 21 and a half minutes and came back <laughs> took no notes. He's making dinner and his phone is on the counter off to the side. And he's like listening to it through one ear. And that's that's it, not what happens. On Monday out. while not making lasagna. <laughs> I make lasagna every Monday. You're just you mad that you do not you have. Don't you do if not? If you make... made lasagna to prove us wrong, you would send a picture every Monday. That's yeah, yeah. You I would, are. because the, the world you don't. You're just mad that your traditions are not world famous. Yours you do not have a world Joe's world famous ham sandwich day. I just you don't realized have I don't eat ham sandwiches every day, every Monday. You eat a food every Monday. You I do because I have a world famous tradition. And how is it don't. world famous? Yes, it is. How many people do we reach? I mean, a good Tens amount, but I wouldn't say people. that it's, it, it's not like a thing. It's 
Um, but I did come to realize something. That's why Gordo re- retains so little information about Top Gun. He he watched it on his phone, <laughs> and he couldn't hear anything going on. So that was the problem. That's why, despite him, Stop very it. much do not give him the credit that he Top actually Gun. watched Top yeah. Gun. Don't I even did. give him the half credit that it was on his in phone. In the theater, I watched it in the theater, which makes it that much worse. You did not watch that in the theater. The I don't believe one? you. Yes, did you watch it when you were one. like two? No, they replayed it in the Somerville theater. We've had this discussion before. Uh, Gordo did go to the movies and see this apparently, but did not retain any of the info. I forgot this ongoing joke was a thing, and it was a thing for so long, and it's completely left my brain. It's a Gordo Top Gun joke. I mean, we say joke, but he definitely hasn't seen it. <laughs> but to get back into this episode, uh, George tells his grandson that he's not calling him Chance, which is his actual name, because it looks like there's a chance that that's not your father. And like, <laughs> and when they showed the dad, like I wasn't really paying attention to the dad at the time, but when they showed him, I was like, okay, yeah, I yeah, guess so, not. Quentin so, is the other reason why this show works. He is so funny as the put upon guy. Okay, I don't like really, him. So I, maybe I he gets better. I, I didn't like him at all. I thought Me he too. played a little, a little too goofy in the role. Yeah, you say yeah. that, and then he slides out of the bed so physically in one scene that I laughed so hard at. I know exactly I was like, what you're God talking damn, about. That was good. Yeah, yeah. This dude's committing, and it's fucking hilarious. And I will say, aesthetically, when you look at them, Chance looks very Mexican, as is his mother, and his father is very, very white. So. That was George's argument, like, my grandson looks super Mexican, and you don't, so there's a good chance that that's not yours. I was just going to say, because of who he is, he's George Lopez, he's a little arrogant, so I'm surprised he wasn't like, I'm surprised he'd think that and not think, oh, the Lopez genes is just so strong, that's why you look, you'd rather just insult the white guy because his kid doesn't look like him. And then I go back to what we were saying, too, about just kind of the differences between George and then his daughter and her partner. And he's saying, like, in in regards to the stuff George is saying to him, look, George, even though I'm not the toxic alpha male you wanted for Mayan's life partner, I'm confident in who I am, so you can't hurt me. I'm not mad at the show. I'm mad at reality. (laughs) I like that George called him. I was like, you broke eye contact at the end of there. He's like, damn it. I do like, though, there's, like, some fun little things that seem very, like, East L.A., like, Chicago prison things where it's like you broke eye contact there or like let him mind take the picture and they get down and do like the prison photo thing where like I feel like there's part of George's backstory we don't have all of that he's maybe kind of tougher and that's why uh Quentin's like even more afraid of him I for had once, something there I, for once I thought Gordo was gonna speak and everyone was actually quiet for him for a change <laughs> and he went he was actually watching <laughs> next week's episode on his phone right now so don't bother him <laughs> No, what I was going to say was, thank you. You all sparked that now. Um, What I was going to say was that it was a very clever way to put down that type of, I guess, mentality or whatever without being too mean. If that makes sense, like it was a fun, playful way to like be dismissive of it. When does he care about being too mean? He tells him that his kid isn't his. I meant as a broader oh, as macro, a show. I, uh, yeah. for the show in general. That's what I meant. And then George takes his grandson out into the kitchen. He wants uh, some green juice, and 
I'm, George is joking with me. He's going to eat some boogers or something along those lines. But that, that, that was a way <laughs> That's to That's one out. of the few Lopez lines that is not fit. It's yeah. not working this one. I also have a, a crazy aversion to boogers. And even talking about it just makes me want gag so bad. Really? It was funny. I can't I do don't want to get too into it. We can't not... have a discussion about boogers. You I didn't know Booger. But, like, you can watch videos where people shit themselves, and, like, that's humorous to you, but, like, okay, First booger... of all, I don't watch videos where people shit themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm going to claim false. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jay I'm, on I'm this one. Seen you them, have sent like, us uh, numerous times. Like, but, yeah, no, but in short, yes, it doesn't gross me out as much as booger discussions do. Those boogers are, most, are so those fucking gross. Those are people themselves. Those are failed farts. <laughs> yeah, it's not intentional. You say tomato, I say tomato, <laughs> friend. <laughs> Those videos crack me up, but when they go to parties, you know, you're laughing at what? the idea of it. And I I know Jay and I are in Congress here. We hate it so much. So, But here's the thing, though. Not to get too much into this, by the way, but I don't feel like you guys are grossed out by that as much as you're annoyed by it. I'm very grossed out by booger talk. I don't like For me, it's stuff too much, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. So that's part of it. I try to pretend that humans don't go to the bathroom. I'm not booger. Boogers don't bug me. Uh, Boogers boogers bother Nick and spit bothers Gordo. Yeah. Spit bothers you? Oh, you weren't there for that episode when he Oh, yeah, you weren't there. Yeah, I don't like it in porn when they spit at each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's your fucking first (laughs) go-to. All right. All right. (laughs) Clip that. That's my new text tone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along in the episode, there's, uh, you know, mine lets him know that the plan is for her father to stay with them for a little bit. Obviously, there's a little bit of a version of that. And then we get to a scene later that night. They're all, like, in the kitchen again. Everyone's kind of hanging out. And then Mayan's mother, who's George's ex, walks into the room. She's going over like, what's she like? Oh, she does like insurance yeah. sales, right? And she, insurance yeah, sales, she's yeah. Bragging Life about insurance. some sales that she made, saying that she's going to be bigger than the progressive lady and the Affleck duck. It's not even the same kind of insurance. <laughs> well, you can bundle. They do have. I was talking yeah, about yeah. Affleck. Affleck is for like if you get injured at work, they pay all your bills and shit. I think you can bundle that. Affleck though. I, mean, I don't know. I have Geico. I think I don't even know. I have Progressive. I have Geico as well. I five. I recently had to do life insurance, you know, every once in a while, like my company changed providers and uh, I had to do a life insurance thing and it was like your partner, your wife, and like you have to give information like date of birth and all this stuff, right? So no big deal. And I put it all through and I don't know what people weigh. So apparently what I put in was like dangerously low weight. So they came back to me and they were like, I'm sorry, we can't insure life insurance for your wife she is like unhealthy and i was like wait what and i called them like well you said she weighs like x mom is like i don't know what people weigh like i don't know i must have been wrong i didn't want to ask her that seemed like a weird thing to do and they were like okay well like she has to go fucking weigh herself then you have to tell us (laughs) and then if you die she can have your money and i was like okay fuck sorry i'll go back and do that so that was my recent life insurance uh scenario we can't just sign off all of your estate to your 40-pound wife, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did, like, 
a hundred? Because I was like, I think that makes sense, right? And they were like, no, like nine-year-olds. I don't know. I was like, I don't fucking know. That I just know what I hate myself for weighing. I don't know what anybody else weighs. What weight did you put down? I, d- I can look it up. I don't remember. I think I did like a hundred something. Like, I thought that's, I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Joe put 69 and went, <laughs> It actually said 69, parenthetical, <laughs> Like, uh, sorry, bud. Flo came to my house and yelled at me. We get a nice little boner joke here where they're going back and forth. Because after the whole insurance thing, you get that part where George is making fun of her and saying that she's already got the voice to be like the Affleck duck. And she's like, well, do you want me to start telling them the text that you send me at night saying you up? And he goes, I was up. And he's like holding like, I don't know, it was a granola bar or something like that. But he like kind of gives you that phallic. I love Dirty George Lopez. I laughed very hard at this joke. Yeah, Dirty Drunk George is fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. high, drunk, sexually, like sexualized George Lopez is my favorite George Lopez. Interesting close to that scene to just kind of end on the, yeah, I still oh, try to fuck my ex. I would have liked a little more friction in their relationship. They seem to get along a little too much. I don't know how much time's passed since their separation. I think but... quite a bit. I'm kind of under the impression that he probably was not around for a lot of her youth. That's why we're yeah. seeing. Yeah, Mayan I think she says now. at one point, "You weren't there for my teenage years," which she's yelling at the end. And if I'm gonna, I didn't look up her age. But I guess she's probably like thirty-ish. And the next scene, we're at Mayan's job. She works as a vet tech at uh, Animal Hospital. And this is the second TikTok we're getting. She's doing like a little TikTok about all the dogs. And she's like interviewing them with like a tiny microphone. I love this. I hate this. I, I hate this I, again. And I hated life. this too. I did I'm not saying, enjoy this part. You're at work. Do your fucking job. So no, that's TikTok. fine. I mean, I, that's no. not what bothered me. I just didn't like going back to this TikTok thing twice in such a short amount of time. Because now my fear was, is this whole show going to be TikToks like nonstop? Yes. I would be mad, though, if I took my cat to the vet and then they post a bunch of fucking videos where it was like, hey, I'm fucking hungry. I spent like pooping for hours now. I'd be like, no, do not put my fucking cat in this. <laughs> I will subscribe to your TikTok. Like <laughs> I'm sorry. That kid's in my head. I don't mean to tangent. But have you guys With seen the, the poof commercial? Have we talked about this? The butt what? There's a new product called poof. And it's like a pitch man thing. And it's a guy and he sprays this stuff on anything and the smell goes away. Right, and he at one point he he sprays it in his mouth, and the crowd goes like, "Oh my god!" And they cut to one scene where it's just like traditional sprays don't actually change the smell; they just cover it up, and the particles coming off of the smell just go, "I smell like poop and flowers now." <laughs> and it cuts back to the guy, and I don't like poop jokes, and every time it's on, I fucking double over with laughter, and I think about it all the time. Now the universe can hear us, and you'll find those commercials. So after that. TikTok situation. We get a uh, her walking out to that main entrance area, and that's when we see her coworker Brookie, and Brookie's sitting at the desk, and she's just kind of swiping on a dating app. And she's kind of this. Over. I don't enjoy. I, I don't know why multiple TikToks don't bother you as much as someone being on a dating app. I mean, I've never used either of them, but I did have a question here because I've never used a dating app. I know. I think everyone here has at some point, aside from me, right? Have any of you ever had pictures where you were either sitting or sitting in a car? Actually, no. I have a picture of me with a giant fish. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a common. That, does trend. that mean you're 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 uh, you're short and fishy? 
No, there's a lot of guys uh, are known to have holding up fish pictures. Um, yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Yes. One thing ladies love is a fish. That seems weird, yeah. I can I can pull up mine right now and see if I have anything of me sitting down. I don't Check your so. farmers only and tell me what the profile pic says. Well, I'm sitting on my tractor? <laughs> that doesn't count. Okay. Well, it depends on what kind of tractor. So John that's just here. This is America. Jay's dildo we were talking about earlier. It's called the tractor. <laughs> standing. He's been sitting on the tractor this whole episode. Standing, he takes it on and becomes the detractor. Standing. <laughs> uh, standing in all pictures is one where I'm sitting, but it's only like torso up. So that's the only sitting down picture. So you're short. Uh, I'm standing in all my other ones. Well, doesn't matter if you've got a sitting picture. Yeah, is you are you next to a tall person or a, a landmark that will show your height? No, I'm actually standing next to Gordo in basketball attire. So people assume that he's six <laughs> feet tall. They go, "Wow, this guy must be like seven five. <laughs> in in vertical stripes, <laughs> with your hair spiked up, like when Bart Simpson wants to be radioactive, man. But yeah, she's going over all these different things that essentially they all mean that guys are short, and she just keeps swiping left on them. And the only as a group she, of not tall people in this group, yeah. fuck that lady. She says that she swipes right for rich guys and then refers them to her OnlyFans and says, what? It's just my feet. I'm not a freak. Very, again, like even OnlyFans. Listen, I think this type of world where women are selling content and sex workers, I think that's going to last a long, long time. But I think to go into the OnlyFans specific Using you don't name. name the company because the company could get taken over. This is like saying like MySpace twenty years ago. Now it seems dated. I'm totally. And I think the same here. with TikTok. I think like there's going to be like social media apps and things, and people can make goofy videos. But like, will TikTok be a thing in five years? Who knows? Or mm. some weird evil fucking Bond villain billionaire will buy one of them and just change the name of it to an X. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like if they use Facebook. Facebook is still a thing, but it would make it very timely because Facebook is no longer popular at all. No, Facebook is very popular just in an age grade above us, I think. Yeah. Different demographic is popular. With now it's just for, like, older people to sell their snowblowers. <laughs> right. Basically <laughs> yeah. that and for, like, family announcements and stuff, you know, like. Yeah. I get so – I don't have Facebook. My wife does. And, like, every February she, like, will log in because she doesn't use it. She just has it. And we'll, like, see my parents around the holidays. We'll be like, oh, did you hear from X, Y, and Z? And be like, no. And then we just look in. It's just, like, so many odds being like, love you guys. Merry Christmas. And you're like, <laughs> uh, sorry. I don't, I don't know how to handle this. I have it, but I never actually use it for the most part. I'll check it. I use Messenger more. A few times a month, maybe. Uh, and, yeah, sometimes I'll log in and I'll just have an exceptional amount of notifications, all of which are totally useless because it just notifies you anytime. Something I don't moves, physically anybody does anything. I don't post as much as I used to. I used to post a lot on Facebook, but I I'm in a lot of groups that are like for like kind of niche things, like whether it be bands or other interests I have, and it's like really good for things like that. So that's kind of mainly what I use it for now. I will say, if I was ever to use it, it's because there's a lot of classic wrestling groups on there, where it's people who actually want to talk about wrestling. I don't hate, but I'll never download Facebook. I just can't do it. To move on back here, we're at this uh, animal hospital, and mine and Brookie are talking about how Duchess uh, Chihuahua's coming in, and they're not very fond of her owner, and talking about how, like, rich people think everything's supposed to be free. Basically, this girl's been trying to get out of paying for stuff all the time whenever she brings her dog in. 
at that point, that's when Duchess and the owner walk in. And then I was pleasantly surprised to see that the owner of Duchess is... Caroline Ray. Caroline Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I Former... guess best, best known for from Sabrina, right? I know she's done oh, a bunch 100%, of stuff. 100%, yes. Yeah, yeah 100%. Sabrina, she's done a bunch right? of stuff, but that's that's her thing, yeah. I mean, I go Meatballs 3, but you guys can say whatever you want. <laughs> meatballs 3? I got meat, two Meatballs here for you. Wait, Ferg, have you ever seen Meatballs 3? <laughs> I didn't know there was a 3. I thought there was only 1 and 2. Meatballs? Okay, quick side note here. Meatballs 3 is a movie everybody should watch because they completely I break the it. formula of Meatballs. And it's one of the kids from the first movie. There's no Bill Murray or anything anymore. This kid is now like 17. He gets a job working at a place on the pier. And then somehow a porn star is killed and not allowed into heaven. So she has to come back to Earth and mentor the kid from Meatballs to get him. Is he not summer camp anymore? No, because he, now he's too old. He's in. He's working, but he wants to have sex. And the sex worker is told by God if she can mentor the kid to get laid over the summer, she can also go to heaven. It's fucking bananas. It is a weird, weird teen kid movie. Does the alien from part two come back? The alien does not come back, but it'd be great if the kid had sex with the alien from part two. Because part two (laughs) meatballs is somehow weirder than part three meatballs. So I thought Carolyn Reed actually did a really good job in her. I, I don't know if she's a recurring character or not, but at least in this episode, she was pretty. Is good. she Joe? Just out of curiosity, she or hers, yeah. Okay. okay. So she comes in. She's very much the. How do you describe her? She's got. She, she has a little dog. That she carries in the bag, and she's going to Pilates class. And yuppie. Yeah, I would say modern yuppie works. She's like, yeah, a, like a modern yuppie, yeah, suburban mom yuppie, yeah, soccer mom ish. Yeah, doesn't um doesn't allow her dog to touch the floor, which I agree. That's <laughs> funny. Ever you don't I let don't... your dog ever touch the ground. It's I don't dirty. think her character makes much sense. The whole not wanting to pay thing, because she's spending all weird money to go to all this other stuff. So she's well, that's clearly that's like the a issue. It's woman. like the, it's, like, that's, it's rich people never pay their regular bills. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I didn't know that was a trope. It is. It's a very strange thing, but like, yeah, they won't pay their like, they'll fight you over like forty dollars for lunch, but they'll go and spend two thousand dollars to sit in like a fucking deprivation tank. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I I I gotta know these things for when I get rich. Yeah. (laughs) When Ferg gets a deprivation tank (laughs) delivered to his house, we know this podcast is fucking over. And we see her trying to duck the bill because she's you know, she's showing up. She's dropping off the dog and. Mine's like, oh, and you know, you haven't paid the last three times. You need to just, like square your way if you can give him a card. And she's like, oh no, I'm late for Pilates, and she's like running out. And before she does though, there's that like, she's trying to like kiss the dog. It doesn't get too. I thought she was gonna really go for it, but I think her tongue kinda, comes out though. She does. Her tongue comes out. <laughs> yeah, I think it grossed everybody really out commit. in real life. I think if she fully committed, it would have really hit. But she should have went full something about Mary with the, like yeah. the old lady with the dog, <laughs> yeah. Magda. Yeah. <laughs> or go full uh dirty work with Norma Donald. I think he's fucking that dog. I think he just stuck his thumb up that dog's ass. <laughs> Alright, <people>. Absolutely. <laughs> and from there we cut to Mayan's house again and we see George and like four of his buddies that are all working on the kitchen together. They're all they're more just kind of hanging out and having beers than they are actually physically doing anything in the kitchen. Which gets disrupted when she comes in and slams the door. What's his um like his good friend's name again? Oscar. 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 Yeah. 
Because right before she comes in, they were talking about how Oscar and George earlier that day just got super high. And then when she came in, Oscar's like, hey, quiet. Some of us are high. <laughs> I like that. That He is a he's like a, a high point of the show, especially going forward. But uh, even thinking of this episode, he's a very high point of the uh, eh, high point. Eh, but yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, I think he's super funny. And we get that callback to the whole Lopez way thing, because. Mine's venting to her father about this woman at work and how entitled she was. And he's saying, you know, you got to stand up. You have to, like, go the Lopez way and, like, put her in her place. They're talking about how entitled she is. It's like, oh, but it's just, like, it's just one lady, right? And it's like, well, one's all you need to get a flight grounded at Delta. And it's, I don't know, maybe maybe it was the uh, airline employee in me that really found that funny because I do know it was how, tickled you specifically, how I'm commonplace sure. things like that really can be especially now I think that stuff's more seen in the social media world now with all these like angry customers that literally do get planes grounded and return to gate and it's insane COVID if, I think if you guys haven't if you guys don't follow the Instagram that's called passenger shaming it's one of the most amazing things you'll ever see, and it makes you just hate humanity. It's basically just a bunch of entitled white women on planes being like, no, I won't, until cops come on and drag them off while they scream away. It's fucking bananas. I saw one when someone pooped themselves, and they went all the way down the aisle. Uh, see, fuck you for doing that. First of all, fuck you anybody who makes a plane ride somehow even worse. The only person who can make a plane life worse than that is, like, Osama Bin Laden. Like, you can't fucking make me on a plane I know. so I, miserable. It's yeah, You're in a tube with out. people. You're just trying to deal with it, and you're it's a nightmare. So don't shit yourself or fucking make them land 400 fucking miles closer to uh, you know where you landed than you're supposed to so that the cops can come on. And then what are you going to do? And you're waiting in an airport, which is a nightmare. I know, Jay, I know you work in an airport, but no one likes waiting around an airport. No, I mean, no one likes being stuck anywhere. (laughs) No one wants to be anywhere longer than they're supposed to be. Except in the dryer. Not there. (laughs) (laughs) So as she keeps talking to her father, she's like, hey, isn't the refrigerator supposed to be here today? He's like, oh, don't worry about that. Um, Yeah, something happened. And then he tries to change the subject. He goes, you know know what will make you feel better? And we get a cut to like her with like the hammer, like just demoing the wall and screaming. Kind of um, making a rage room out of her own. I feel like the entire universe would feel a lot better if every Friday they could just go to, like, a drywall and smash it up. Like, it really does make you feel better. It's a lot of, like, rage and weirdness out that's not, you know. I've always thought it would be. I've never gone, but those rage room things look like a lot of fun. I don't know how much they charge. Uh, I feel like it's got to be expensive. Yeah. It's just like pull a shock master. <laughs> fall through. They're not very expensive. <laughs> they're actually, not I have expensive. a gift certificate to one that I keep meaning to fulfill, and uh, they're like it was like thirty five bucks a person or something. It wasn't like That's crazy. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not. I've I mean, always like wanted fun. to put a sledgehammer through a CRT TV. Like if I wanted to do those. as a little kid. Uh, I did. What the best thing I was reading because I did some research on them. You can bring useless shit with you. Or donate it to the rage room place that, like, you don't want anymore. So we shouldn't all go together because people will start hitting us. <laughs> what, are we useless shit? Yes, that was the joke. <laughs> I'm the oh. shit. <laughs> Thank you, Danny DeVito, for popping into the podcast. Great Danny DeVito, Jay. How's your uh, 
Bobcat Goldthwait coming. No, don't play the greatest hits. This episode's going to be too long. <laughs> I also wouldn't call those greatest. I'm the greatest. Da, 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 da. After that demo scene, we cut to later in the night, and we have Mayan and Quentin in their room together. And they're going over like the recap of their night and how they both put not only Chance, but George to bed. And you get the joke about how Quentin like was helping George get his pants off for bed, I assume, because he's drunk or something like that. Meanwhile, we cut to George walking down the hallway as the two of them are in their room together. And he's just shutting all of the lights off, which is like, I don't know, my mom's like that. Same I'm this way. My dad was very much like that. My yeah. mom hates a light on, even if it's dark. And I'm like, I have this light on for a reason. And she's like, you don't need it. <laughs> <What the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will put, I can't see my, eye. whatever's wrong with my eyesight, there's a lot, but I can't see if it's dim. If it's dark, there's light on, I'm fine. If it's middle of the day, I'm fine. But at dusk, I, I will, like. I also have a very hard time at dusk, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you do too. So because of that, I have lights on all the time. But my biggest issue is if there's nobody around and the light's on for nobody, like I'll come out of my office and be like, why are there three lights on up here at two in the afternoon? <laughs> and I'm immediately just like, fuck, 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 doing it. So like, I totally do get George's state. Uh, I will I say, shit. I so, lights on all the time. I, I don't know I if don't... any of you have gotten onto this train, but I can control every single light bulb with uh, the Google Assistant. Oh, so yeah, like I can, my, I can just say, hey, Google, shut off this room, turn off this room, dim this room, change it to this color, whatever. And at the I'm end of the night, you can just be like, hey, shut everything off. And the entire house goes dark. And it's it's really fucking cool, actually. My wife won't let me. Why? She's She, she doesn't want Google in our house like that. I mean, I can see the argument for that. I don't care, personally. Uh, I think yeah, the convenience is worth whatever. I've got one of those little Google Nest guys, like the little home things. Yeah, yeah. I got one in every room. Like, yeah, I love talking to it and asking it questions versus yeah, it's great. picking up my phone. So it's just fun to have around. I think those things, I, I don't mind having those little devices. As far as like the smart turn on the lamp stuff, I haven't been at a point where I find it that much more convenient. Yes, like, where, where because you haven't done it. It once I, It's I, just one yeah, of those things. Right once here. you do it, I, I, I haven't flipped a physical light switch in a really long time. And it's just like, it's stupid, but it's like really cool. But you cool. know what? Sometimes telling it to turn on the living room light is longer than it would take me to just go with my finger. Real yeah, quick. but I mean, it, you can also like like Alexa change desk lamp to green, and I like this that. will turn to I like the colored. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should have done it, but it didn't. I feel like it would be like <laughs> yeah. Alexa, Alexa, turn off the light, and then it would be like, "You want to watch Ernest Scared Stupid?" Like, no, <laughs> like, fine. You're like, oh, if you insist, twist my arm, Alexa. <laughs> so, anyways, as George is turning off all these lights, he's making his way over to their room. And when he does open the door, he discovers the two of them making out. And that's when we get that physical gag you were talking about before where Quentin, like, leaps out of bed and falls to the ground. He slides his whole body out, and it is fucking hilarious. That is a great bit of physical comedy. And he's yelling at them about all these lights. He's like, do you have any idea what this electric electricity costs? And what was it? 19.90 yeah, like kilowatt? kilowatts per hour. Yeah. He says, I'm sorry, when I get nervous, I say facts. I thought that was funny. Yeah. And, and she's saying, listen, we can afford lights. It's fine. Because she doesn't really care about the cost. Again, I'm the same way. I feel like they would because they'd be all like climate change, waste and electricity and all that other stuff. I guess if you California, like kind of pair them with some of the early stuff, that would make sense. That does make more sense to their character, Ferg. I think you're right. I think it's also, too, uh, 
they can afford it. So like, they, I think that's. But I think it's one of those yeah. things. Knowing what we know about the end of the episode, it's nothing that like raised my eyebrows in the moment. But when you look back at it at this time, he's saying, "Hey, listen, I know you have money now, but you don't know when you're going to need that down the road." You know, there's going to be a time where, like, you might need some of that extra money. And, again, we'll get into that later. But in the moment hearing that you don't think about it, it's just normal parent yelling at their kids. But it does come into play with the story here. So yeah. I do. I, I think that line is a lot more clever than you realize in the moment where it's placed. Yeah, there's foreshadowing there that you don't, I didn't even realize until right now. And he also goes into the story about how because she's saying, hey, listen, we leave that so Chance, if he has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, he can walk into the hallway and it's not going to bump in anything. And he starts talking about how when he was a kid, his grandma forced him to read in the dark. He would keep the light on and then she would turn it off. And because of it, he was, he now can read in the dark and still does to this day. And when Quentin's like, is that true? And she's like, he can't even read in the light. She screams it, though. It <laughs> yeah. really made me laugh. And right around that point, too, is when, again, a callback to earlier in the same scene when George is arguing back with him and he realizes that he doesn't have pants on, which is, you know, we find <laughs> out from when Quentin helped get him to bed. Yeah. He's also wearing, like, the world's longest boxers. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't have pants on, but he's got giant underwear. Right, because usually if you're wearing, like, big underwear, if, like, you put somebody, if you put a pair of, like, 10XL underwear on, right? They'd be huge and flowy everywhere, but they, like, would fall off your waist, too. Those are, like, tight and long. It's a very confusing pair of boxer shorts. Those can't be comfortable either to wear. Definitely. I haven't I, I haven't worn, box like, proper boxers in a long, long time. Definitely meant to be, like, a costume. Does anybody really wear proper boxers anymore? I feel like no. you it, you get older and you either go brief or boxer brief. No, but I feel like, Ferg, you were on the boxer train for a lot longer than most people, weren't you? I Silk feel like we've boxers. had this discussion. You wore like silk boxers for a while. Silk boxers till he decided nothing at all. <laughs> I just cut out the middleman and went with nothing at all. Nothing. Are at you all, still nothing, nothing at, all? at all? Nothing at all. No, I, I do boxer briefs now. I did the nothing at all for a while too, and it's it's never. a losing game. Never, never. I wear jeans. That's disgusting all the time. to me. I, don't I care. think most guys. I think when the when whatever whether it be Haynes or Fruit of the Loom, whoever first discovered the, you know, let's just make conventional you know briefs into the boxer shape and the boxer brief creation i think revolutionized underwear although i'm near confident that joe probably still wears something that's more conventional uh we're briefs oh joe has tidy whities yeah, of course they're, they're black he's got, he's got rue mcclanahan under ruse on right now right <laughs> actually for a while uh when i was doing a lot of uh stenciling and screen printing i I have to like test stuff if I was like making a stencil and for my band at the time the stencil was uh Roy Scheider from Jaws <laughs> ripping off a woman's suit from the movie uh Naked Lunch. So to test it, I just used it on all of my underwear and it was red spray paint. So for a while, like if your pants fell down, it just looked like I had blood coming out of my ass. But then if you straightened it up, it was Roy Scheider. So like I had like twelve pairs of Roy Scheider butt briefs. Uh I wish I still had that stencil. Butt briefs. <laughs> But I wear just plain, I wear black briefs with white ribbing now. That's my, my go-to. Ooh, ribbed for her pleasure. Have I you... wear pants that are so tight, it's not, like, I don't like wearing boxer briefs because you see the line. Have I can't you... have panty lines is basically you... what I'm saying right now. Have you considered wearing more comfortable pants? See, to me, pants that were less tight than what I wear would be uncomfortable. Oh, it's been you... too long. You need a hug. <laughs> 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 
Get in the car. Let's go, Ferg. <laughs> oh, when I walk, my legs are <laughs> so much motion. I'm getting no. So see, that's I mean, look. I've we've talked about this for a long time. Being comfortable makes me very uncomfortable. I that's a that's something you need to tell you, shrink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm working three step. Okay, I'm on a solid year of therapy right now. Uh, we're working on bigger things than the fact that I won't even put on pajamas until I'm about to go to bed because I have so much fear that like, what if something happens and I have to leave? Then I'd be outside the house in pajamas. I couldn't. I don't want the firefighters to judge my pajamas. Yes, if the house is burning down, I'd like the firefighter to be like, "Good jeans, pal," and then move on. You know, just, just do me a favor. Can you just write a note to yourself? The being comfortable makes me uncomfortable thing, and just make sure you lead off with that next session. Wearing pajamas now. Yeah, I'm wearing my gray sweat. It's gray sweatpants season, boys. It is. Gray oh, it's a whole season. season. I don't know. I don't own sweatpants, but I do. I yeah, yeah CJ. I was gonna. I was just about to bring it up. Jay's what? like. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess you'd be considered a comfort guy, but you're like a just don't wear anything like but boxers around the house kind of no, guy. Gym shorts. Gym I wear shorts. Gym shorts he always the wears gym shorts. And In shorts the house, all year gym round. Shorts. Yeah. I, wear, I have house shorts. I will say that I have like like athletic shorts, like little runner shorts that yeah, I wear yeah. in the house. Little yeah, runner shorts, I have some cotton ones too. I was like you boys, and then one day I embraced sweatpants. Sweatpants are like. When was that day? Listen, when you were a toddler? No, I didn't wear, no, sweatpants, I wear sweatpants all pants? through high school. I wear sweatpants I, right now. I don't judge anybody like I used to for wearing them, but I still can never wear them. Um, I try to be a more open person. Listen, I. The majority of my shorts are just Walmart cargo shorts. Uh, so I'm not here to judge people. I will say every time I see Ferg wearing sweatpants shorts, it's just one of those things that I'm like, dude, best I do it now to ever. piss you off. I don't really wear sweatpants shorts that often. But if I'm going on a trip, I make sure I pack a pair just so you <laughs> see me in them. Ferg, they are the you guys want the ultimate comfort trouser right there. Sweatpants shorts. Yep. It's the comfort and warmth of sweatpants, but with the range of motion of shorts. I also won't leave the house wearing shorts. I feel like that's a yeah. That's sin. weird. I that's have to weird. wear pants when leave the house. Why is that leave weird? The house wearing shorts? Nope. In the summertime? Nope. You shorts think in the that's house only? Weird. You think I'm wearing? I have like a cutoff pair of jean shorts I wear at home, right? Or my if it's my like nighttime my comfy shorts <laughs> that are like Daisy my runner shorts. I just put. If someone's like, hey, you have to go to the post office down the street, I will put pants on. You're a serial killer. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really weird. Why? I just don't mentally feel comfortable leaving the house in shorts. No, no, no. I, I get that. Dressed. But like, what is uncomfortable? Like, do, do you have like this thing about like exposed knees? Like, what no, is... no, no. You can see my legs. I mean, I'll send you a picture of me naked right now. It's not that. It's just that I don't want to leave the house wearing shorts. It's very weird to me. <laughs> we'll di- we'll dissect some of this off uh, offline. I feel like I should be taking notes from my. My therapist needs some new stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Just send this episode when it's edited. Well, the funny oh. thing is, usually I, I do bi-weekly. I'm crazy enough that I get to go twice a month. Uh, but it's almost it's always on Fridays. So sometimes we have these episodes we record. Uh, spoiler alert, you know, back behind the curtain. We record on Thursdays most of the time. Uh, sometimes I'll be like, I've got a post-it note of things we could talk about that I've discovered while we were recording that I can go on. <laughs> Usually that was just like, I was able to go to a restaurant and not have a panic attack the other day, and I drank two big beers. It's like, good for you, Joe. You're doing better. You're leaving the house again. Which I think she's like, we'll deal with the shorts thing later. We've got other fish to fry right now. 
But that will kill you if you fry fish. That's true. That's why I can't eat at most restaurants. But I did find out that if you go to the local, the 99, they will give you free popcorn and they will not cut you off on 24-ounce beers if they know you're not driving, which is fucking amazing. Say the local 99, not the local How do you prove that you're not driving? Yeah, how do you prove that? Well, usually I'm with my wife who isn't drinking. So I think they just assume that, like, the one who's not drinking and eating food is probably the responsible driver and the one who's eating four bowls of popcorn and has had like 40 Millers probably is not going to be the one driving home. But then again, they could be gauging wrong. I do like how that scene just kind of ends with like that whole thing with he re- him realizing he had no pants on, like any argument he was in that just shut him off completely. And he just, and he just quietly walked out of the room as you do when you realize you're not wearing pants. Yeah. And after that, we flash to the next morning. You just see mine in the kitchen, and she's pouring some tequila into a mug. And that's when her boyfriend walks in, and she's like, don't judge me. He's like, I'm not. I'm jealous. He's like, hit me. And then she, you know, pours some for him. We've had this conversation. I am not a tequila guy, but hey, everyone's no. got their drink of choice. So. Me neither. Especially gold tequila, though. Yeah. It's got to be silver. Also, I'm a, I'm a drinker. I'm a man who loves his drink. I can't. Dr- drinking in the morning is... Not good. Not that maybe, early. Maybe a nice mimosa. It's just not. I my guess thing. that's different, right? See, the idea of a mimosa is good, but then once you actually sit down at nine thirty and you've had a mimosa, and you're like, okay, that was dumb. <laughs> like, unless I'm you tired now I have heartburn yeah. from this orange yeah. juice. Yeah, unless you have solid plans to take a nap at noon, then there's just no need for that because yeah. you're just gonna feel off the rest of the day. Well, yeah, drinking that early a, is a, a hair tough, long thing. day. You drink a mimosa because you're hungover from partying harder the night before. And I'm also 37 and haven't been hungover in, like, I legit haven't been hungover in years. Really? Because, because since I hit 30, I could drink a single beer and I'll get hungover. Oh, I don't it's, drink. Yeah, I'm with like Virgo this one. Some nights I could drink five beers and be like, I'm totally fine. And some nights I'll drink five beers and wake up and be like, oh, you never had water before, did you? Like, my whole body is just turned to, like, yeah, a mummy. That's weird. I haven't been hungover in the longest time because I just don't get, like super drunk you know it's not a it's not drunk though it's It's yeah any alcohol i have yeah i get hung over maybe i I don't have a base of water the whole day and then i drink and then i drink water before bed i'm basically sick the next day you guys also know i i drink such an absurd amount of liquid in a day so i'm so hydrated that that probably helps but uh anyways this um the conversation between the two of them in the kitchen turns into this montage because she's telling quentin about how George has been running around turning lights off all the time. And you see all these different scenarios of him just kind of going around the house turning off lights. And there was the one where, like, he turns off, like, she's in the shower and he turns the light off. And somehow, I don't know, somehow that gets soap in her eyes. I don't know how to turn the lights off. She just started squirting soap right into her face as soon as that happened. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was thinking maybe, like, a loofah mishap. I guess, but I mean, the lights were off. Ah! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm going to turn the lights off. I mean, personally, I mean, look, this is a group of people who do not have historically the greatest eyesight in the world. I can't see more than an inch in front of me in the shower. Yeah, you're already I turn the lights off. I would glasses. be at a disadvantage. I think you guys would be as well. I've showered in the dark before because I sh- forgot to turn the light on and out of laziness, I just went with it. <laughs> I was going to say, I've been in a situation where we've had like the power out and I would still shower. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely have showered during power outages yeah. and been like, well, fuck it. But what I like about this whole montage of him shutting off the lights is then when they get to the living room to watch a movie and he turns the lights on because he can't see the That's TV a fun little gag, with yeah. the lights off. And I just realized like... It's just so mind- stubborn of him, like... Yeah, I'm not I don't I don't need total darkness to watch a movie like 
I know some people it's like a bit it's it's important to them for the room to be super dark for like movie night. But just knowing like to put yourself in her shoes and being so mad about the lights and then the one time it's like applicable for the lights to all be off and he doesn't want them off at all. Like I, I did like that. I thought you could read in the dark. <laughs> Can't watch a movie. What I like about that though is like I usually turn a lot of lights off if we're watching like a movie and we're like trying to pay attention to a movie. Like we're watching a movie, we rented a movie, whatever. I think the key to that though is that like it keeps you from looking at your fucking phone. And like that's the key to it, right? If it's dark, you're paying attention, you're like in the zone. Versus like if you're just watching with your lights on, you're gonna look at your phone just like you're watching the office or something. I mean, if I had a Nokia, then I couldn't see my phone, but nowadays these phones light up pretty nice, so yeah, but you're an asshole. People do it in the theater. That's why I barely oh, in a ever theater, go to movie theaters yeah. anymore. Because you know that light's flashing at everybody at that point. So, no, I wouldn't do it there. From that kind of movie thing, we kind of have a flash forward. So, I don't know if it's a different day or not. But now we have Mayan walking in. I thought the sequence was a little weird for her to be coming home from work right after what we saw. But regardless, she's coming in and she's kind of straightening up the living room a little bit, picking up some stuff that's out of place. And while she's doing that, you see George's hand slide in the door from the kitchen area and turn the light off. Which but what does she to... trip on? Yeah, she she just completely goes ass over as soon as that happens. She takes like a wrestling back bump. Well, she was cleaning up yeah. toys. It sounds like she probably tripped on like a toy truck or something. In a very cartoonish way, though, that you would step on the toy truck and just completely like whoop. And yeah. Like, like a skateboard. It takes you across the room. Yeah. And then he runs in the room. He's like, what happened? She's like, you shut the lights off on me. And now I think my ass is broken. He's like, no, you're like your mom. You got enough cushion back there to survive a fall from much higher. And I'm like, just stop. Oh. That's your daughter. You can't. That's talk about the you. line that I was like, you can't say that to your daughter, bud. That's weird. Yeah, it's like if you have like a, I don't know, if your kid's young, you say, oh, you got a bubble butt. Like that's one thing. You can't tell your adult daughter that she has a big cushiony ass. <laughs> now it's weirder because now I know it's his real daughter. Yeah, yeah that's even weirder. I, I mean, know. they all wrote it together. Maybe she wrote that line sure but even then like, i still don't like the line i'm just I saying thought the line, I don't know. in fairness i didn't know that they were actual father daughter until after i was done watching and then even in the moment the first time it felt a little like uh don't say that and then knowing yeah. that's his real daughter made it even more of an uh moment it's uncomfortable for sure and i think when you know it makes it worse i mean like but that's a weird thing to say to your, your kid man i don't know it's weird yeah. and she's saying listen I, i'm done being disrespected in my home and he's like, well, technically, it's my home. Like, my mom gave it to me, and then I gave it to you. And she's like, yeah, but you, like, tried to default on it, and I'm the one who's been paying the mortgage for all these years. He wanted his mother to to go into the senior home or something. Like, so he's trying to have the house get taken away. Yeah, it's weird. It really he wanted the really he was putting his mom to the home they're so he could take really it over, hard. right? Yeah. No, he really wanted the mortgage to, to get defaulted on so he could throw her in a senior home because she owned it at the time. Oh, because we found out he owned a different house after. Yeah. And then when she was ta- when she was talking about it, he's like, "Yeah, well, she wouldn't die." It's like that's your mom. <laughs> well, I think we know George didn't they... get along with his mom. Yeah, but I think at this point they realize like he's supposed to be the bad guy, but he's way too likable. Like even us, we're like we're like siding with him for a lot of shit. Yeah, they're like we need to make him terrible, and that's why. It's like, quick, sexual joke about his daughter's ass that he tried to kill his mom. And you're like, "Ah, I still love you, George. And then in this argument, she's like, hey, you know, also, I'm paying for this house right now, not you. And also, why isn't this kitchen done? And he's like, I told you, the fridge is on backwater. He's like, she's like, all right, get another one. He's like, well, well, you can't. Um, There's like a supply chain thing and the Illuminati. I mean, that's true, though. Supply chain thing. It took a lot of work for us to get a new fridge. 
and the well, Illuminati. But, but yeah, but despite what also, the Illuminati, I blame the Illuminati. Is up to, in reality, we find out that that's not the real problem because he's like, just give me the credit card, I'll fix the order, I'll change it. Don't worry. He's like, no. He's like, I didn't actually put the order in. I couldn't afford it. And we find out that all his credit cards are maxed out, and he's broke. And she's like, oh, why? Because you, you know, we're doing all the same things you used to do, right? You spent all your money on all your favorite things. Gambling, women, getting drunk. And she's like, thanks for letting me down again. He's like, let you down? Like, I've always been a good dad to you. I always provided. And she's talking about how, you know, he wasn't a, a good dad at all. And how she left her, uh, he left her in front of the fountain at the casino. And she thought it was a kiddie pool. And that's when you get that again. Nick <laughs> well, no, I think it. he told her it was the kiddie pool. Jesus. He told her it was yeah, the kiddie yeah. pool. Yeah, he he, he let told, her know. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I probably said it wrong. I apologize, but yeah, he said to her that it was the kiddie pool and left her there so he can go to the casino. And Nick, like you said before, it's a very George Lopez delivery, but the way he's explains, like, well, now you know how to count and swim. Like it, it was, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, t- taught you to swim and count change. It's yeah, like it's yeah. it's, it's it, so it, hard it to dislike him. He's so funny. Yeah. So this is where I had kind of an issue with the show, because uh, the mother, jumping forward a little bit further, touches on it as well. That, like, they make him out. So the, the daughter at the beginning says how she's only gotten back with him uh, for six weeks. Yeah. Right? Uh, and how he was never a good dad. And he he's now saying in this moment, oh, I'm a really great dad. And then when he's at his ex-wife's house, she's like, well, you know, you always did put food on the table and we always had this. So there's kind of this weird duality that like the show doesn't kind of know what it wants to be. Well, no, I think moment. I think what happened was he was doing all of that, but he was also cheating on her. Yeah. So I mean, wasn't one, around as didn't, much and... one didn't justify the other. You he know, he was paying the bills and he was providing for them, but emotionally he was not providing for them. Okay, because that's might might have been the confusion. Yeah, because... he didn't leave them in the dirt, like you know, with no shelter and stuff like that. Like he made sure that they physically were okay, but he Which was is... very into himself. Like he only really cared emotionally about his own needs. Which I think is smart in the writing too, because if they wrote it as like. You left with all of our money. Mom had to go live in a shelter when we were 12 years old. Like, that would make you totally dislike George. So I think it's smart writing just to be like, look, he was a shithead, but he was doing his... He was doing the other things he should have been. You know, that way you're still, like, sort of on his side. Because you can't make him too much of a villain in the show about him, you know. About him and her, I guess. But but either... You can't make one Lopez the villain in this scenario. Yeah, because he's talking about how hard he had it at one point, and he's like, at least you had a dad. Like, my dad was gone. And she's like, well, you can't use your crappy childhood as an excuse to, uh, you know, on how you treat me. And he goes, I can't if you're going to act like a bitch. And I was like, oh, <laughs> This oh. is rough. But what? Yeah. This sucks the air out of the room immediately. That this was the point, right? Like, yeah. he needed to cross the line. As But even before that, other than the joke about the kiddie pool, this whole scene is super serious in a dark way. And it was like, they, they, they threw that one joke in the middle to try to like lighten it up a little, but overall it, it was pretty dark there. But And and you know what? I feel like um, maybe even as a group, we might agree that it's too heavy for a pilot, right? Yeah. We yeah. canceled shows for being dark like this. Typically I would agree. But in this instance, I feel like they're using it as a tool specifically to, 
design the rest of their story, right? And it's not long. It's it's this what forty five second minute long scene that they do. It's impactful, and it sets up the entire series of or the entire plot of the series. Yeah, I think right to your point though, Nick. It's also the placement of where this darkness kind of is in the episode because then they immediately jump to like goofy shit right yeah they got they got in and they got out yeah yeah oh two seconds later he's like my chest hurts i'm having a heart attack and you're well, like listen, oh come on I mean, guys when you think about it and we said we've already done george lopez in the past this is the reverse because that was him versus his mom before and now he's the older one d- dealing with his 30-something-year-old, you know, I don't know her exact age, but sibling. Uh, daughter, rather. So we're getting it from the other side. It used to be him dealing with his mom and her lack of emotional support. He's just in the other role now. And to compare and to think about that show, and they dealt with some heavy and his mom issues in that first episode, but I don't know if it ever got to that point, and I'd have to think back in the full episode if there was a scene that really did, but I don't think it got this heavy um, in their pilot episode. I don't think it did at all, no. no. I think the heaviest thing was like, I don't want to tell my mom that I have to let her go from the plant. Like, right. that was like the big thing of that episode. And even that this was like is... him loving and caring about her and stuff like that. So. Right, like she ended up, I think, living with them was the, she was going to lose her house, so they moved in with her, versus this one where it's like, I guess he's the one moving in with her. Yeah, so it's, it's similar, only this one, he, he doesn't call his mom a bitch, though, which is probably for the better. He calls her a bitch and then says, like, you're just like your mother. And it's like, a little much dragging her in. Yeah, that also yeah. just, like, yeah, brings the ex-wife in and, like, shit-talking the mom. That, that's the daughter's mother. Like, that's, that's tough, too. And she kicks him out at this point because this was just too much. Calling her a bitch was the last straw. And you, they do try to button it up with that joke with, it goes back to him thinking Instagram is, like, weed delivery and they... they they try to tie that in with him, like, oh, you know, if the guy comes with the cartridges. But I don't know. It just, it was, it was a weird place to be like, oh, shit, we can't let it end this heavy. So let's throw that joke in there real quick. Like, we can't yeah. go to a commercial for fucking Pampers right after he calls her a bitch. Like, <laughs> we have to have something a little funnier. Yeah. If we, we've brought it up a couple of times. She was born in 96. So she's, what, 25 in this episode? 26. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. All right. So she's younger than I thought. Yeah, same. She probably doesn't even remember 9-11. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's honestly the first thing I think of when anybody tells them their age. They're like, oh, I was born in like 1992. I'm like, mm, probably remember 9-11. All right. I'm going to make my psychiatrist notes a little longer. Add that to the list. I'll say I do something similar at times when like I'm talking to, you know, there's a lot of people at work that are a lot younger because you can be born in 2000 and be 23 years old. So it's, you know, as we get older. And people tell me, like, what year they were born. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I was born in 99. And my brain goes to, oh, man, like, you were born after the NWO formed? <laughs> like, oh, wrestling sucked when you were born. That's a bummer, yeah. Like, when you understood what The Undertaker was, he rode a motorcycle, and that sucks so hard. So after George is kicked out, the first place he goes to is his ex's house, Rosie's. And we get to her house. She's inside. We get a knocking at the door. It's him. And he's asking if he can stay with her. And he's trying to say, oh, my heart and all this. I'm having chest pains. You're the only person I trust. It's like me. I'm the only person you trust. Your ex that you cheated on. Like, well, that's not good. And then asks, what's really going on? And that's when he comes forward with her and says, you know, I have no place to go. I lost my house. 
This and, is redemption arc. And the, they do. They give him some redemption here. So as bad as he's been and all these bad things he's done but to his wife, or ex-wife rather, and his daughter, he's broke because during the pandemic he lost 50% of his business. Then he sold his house to make sure that his workers could, you know, feed their kids and stuff. And he maxed out his credit cards just to survive. So he becomes sympathetic here. Um, a lot of roller coaster for a character in this short of a time span, but we're getting the redemption arc right off of that last scene. I don't like that either, though. I, the pandemic stuff, because that also just like technology dates the time. It of does episode. date it, yeah. Show, but to be fair, the pandemic is going to be one of those things that that's that's oh, a it's a dividing line forever. Thing. Yeah, like no yeah. one's gonna not talk about the year and a half that like the air was poisoned and you couldn't go outside. Like, that's a kind of a yeah a big thing, right? I'll overlook that. She's saying, hey, well, you know, you have to tell her all this stuff. And it's like, oh, I was ashamed to tell her. I didn't want her to lose respect for me. And I loved when Rosie goes, oh, honey, Mayan's never respected you. <laughs> it's like you knew it was coming, but she really fucking yeah, nailed that line. Yeah, it was a good delivery. What I like about that, too, though, is you know, because George does those jokes the whole episode, and then she gets one in, too, that you kind of get that when they were married and they were together, that was their whole relationship. And then you kind of want the prequel show where it's just drunken George and Mayan just, like, quipping at each other. It'd be very fun. Yeah. And she's trying to explain her, like, you know, Mayan doesn't care about, like, gifts and money. Like, she just wants you to be her dad. And part of that is being honest with her. And he's like, honest about everything? Like, I don't know if I can be honest with everything. You know, well, if you can't, then you're never going to have a close relationship with your daughter. And then I like that he goes, and do you know that she leaves the lights on? And then the two of them start bonding over that. And like, oh, <laughs> my God, fun. no, that's such a waste of money. And I'll say, like, that's kind of one of those. And for me, like, my parents split up when I was 12, 13. And, like, they have, like, a weird, like, they get along type of relationship despite, you know, divorcing and all that and that was one of those like coming together because of mutual criticism of their child i guess is something I can relate to. <laughs> it really resonates with you it's like whenever they team up it's like really now like now you guys can agree on something uh That's so i funny. did like how they kind of like instantly clicked and bonded when they were just talking about how she leaves lights on they make a real quick joke here about judge joe brown and I was like, oh, I haven't thought about him in a while. So I just did like a quick Google on Judge Joe Brown. That show that? ran for 15 years. And he was like, my, he came out later on and was like, my salary got way over exaggerated. I only was making $5 million a year. I was like, Judge Joe oh, Brown made $75 million to host a fucking fake court show. Are you kidding me? We are in the wrong business, boys. Yeah, let's make our own fake court show. Yeah, uh, Judge Mills Lane is the only one I want to reboot. You know we'll all just go fight on. Show, like even Judge Joe Brown, as popular as he was, Judge Judy was so much more popular that like you just don't think of him as much. Right. I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, there's oh god. And you know what? Real... Judge Jay Gags could be the next big one. You give me five million a year. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. You gotta even earn it Jerry, though. Even Jerry Springer was doing one before he died. It was Judge Jerry. Yeah. I forgot Jerry died. Yeah, that's right. There was one that lasted for a little while that was only on at like two in the morning. And any of our fans listening can look this up. His name was Judge Maz. I thought you were going to say Judge Mathis. I was like, Judge Mathis. There's like Judge Mazzarella. It was like an Italian last name. But it was like. Oh, is he the Rhode Island guy? 
he might have been like, the whole thing was nice. street justice he didn't do it in a courtroom he came to your house oh, but no. only oh, outside no. no that's not what i'm thinking of no, this I show was insane like if you couldn't sleep at like two in the morning you'd put on like fox or whatever and be a guy and be like I heard you yelling at your neighbor over here. And he's like, just a judge in a robe standing in the bushes with these two neighbors. It was like, you couldn't turn it off because it was so insane. And it was, yeah, Judge Maz. I forget what it's called, but I hadn't thought about that until we just started talking. That was fucking wild. And I don't think he made five million a year. But boy, did he deserve it. Yeah, like M-A-Z-Z. I think it was like Mazzarella. The one Gordo's talking about is basically it's a judge from Rhode Island who's overly empathetic and basically lets people commit crimes because they seem like nice people. He always makes me cry. Yeah, because he's too nice. <laughs> well, no, there was like one 90-year-old guy. Yeah, he was that, driving that, his son to the, yeah, the cancer his, treatment, and he yeah, like blew and a like, red God light or something. You. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, God bless you, sir. Oh, I, get, still the, a dad. I get those reels all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me fucking cry. It'll be some like, girl, and it'll be like, oh, what happened? Like, you got caught shoplifting? What, do you got a daughter? All right. Don't do it. Yeah. Again. <laughs> like, I I think he has he has like a TV show. I think it's local access that oh. that's where all those are from. Good old Rhode Island. So uh in the next scene, we're back at the animal hospital and we see Duchess's owner. I I don't think we ever get a name from her in this episode. Yeah, she um, has a name in the show. I think it's maybe Julie, something like that. Juno. So Julie Juno walks in. And she's here to pick up Duchess. <laughs> and she's like, oh, is she ready to get picked up? It's like, uh, yeah, she was ready yesterday. So now there's a boarding fee. Jana. Jana, okay. She's like, oh, all right, well, but you closed before I was done with my sound bath. So that's kind of not my fault. And this is when she mine finally, like, loses it. And she's like, not today. And she's like... Pay up, Jana. She actually, they do say her name right there. Yeah, yeah. Pay up, Jana. Or Duchess hits the floor. <laughs> and, like, she panics because the big threat is that she's going to make the dog's feet touch the ground. Her oh, dog's paws will go. touch the ground at a dog store. Yes. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And she has to, like, slowly bring the credit card over to the desk and to have uh, Brookie ring her up. She never takes it back, either. The credit card? Yeah. I didn't notice. And Brookie just pockets it. <laughs> Brookie's going... She swipes right at a shopping spree later. <laughs> well, Brookie tells Maya, like, oh, you're kind of turning me on right now. And then that's when Jana goes, just so you know, kind of turned me on, too. <laughs> so. Does not play out in a future episode, as far as I remember. Oh. Oh, okay. There's a horny Caroline Ray get you going, Joe. Of course. She's about that age. Nick, didn't you say that it got you going in the I No, I liked her, yeah, but I, I don't, right. I'm not into the older version. I did like her back in the day. I, actually, no, I guess that's wrong, because when I was younger watching Sabrina, I liked her, so there was a huge yeah. gap there. Yeah. She's, natural progression. she's on that, uh, what is it, the last one, the last show? The, the oh, she's on the LOL Canada one, Lockery. yeah. And she's pretty funny in that, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro uh, Caroline Ray, for sure. Next scene, we get Quentin and Chance in their home meditating together, um, just sitting on the couch with, like, you know, their legs in the cross position. See, and this seems when... like the Lane Gorda was talking about earlier they didn't take, where it's like, they should be like, Mom, more granola. Like, get an electric car. Like, you expect them to have that sort of bent, and they're they don't. They're not enough the roles they're supposed to be. They're like, yeah. This is confusing to then all of a sudden be like, Namaste, guys. You're like, that's that doesn't work for you guys right now. It doesn't know what it wants to be. They, yeah. 
And then mine and Brookie walk in, and that's when her son's like, shh, we're meditating. Don't mess up my zen, mommy. And I will say that did take back a lot of the goodwill of this episode. That one <laughs> line really hurt my soul a lot. This is what I thought was a little forced. And she's like, it was like, Ding! it's like, wait, a, what, my dad just sent me a TikTok. And then she sits in the couch and everyone huddles around to watch the TikTok together. Like, that's how that would have happened. You know, like, in reality, she would have just, like, watched it and then showed them after. So something about everyone gathering, like, they were just about to read important news and watch, like, you know, with a serious look on their face was just a little too much for me. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. You would just watch it, like you said, and then... It just seemed people. too much. It just Forced. Too yeah, much. it was... It's not a television. Like, if it was a... Like, he was on the TV, then sure. Yeah, everyone sits on the couch like, oh, my God, look, Dad's on TV. But, yeah, this is... Or... Second. He or, sent me a TikTok. Or, Let's all gather. No, I could see if she was streaming... Like, if we want to be, like, super modern... Like, she did she a Chromecast or something, something, and she streams to the TV, yeah. And then it pops up. Like I would like I that better if she was like, well, play it on the TV, and she, like, clicks the button, and then the kid's like, oh, you didn't plug grandpa? in the thing, blah, blah, blah. You, know, you can have the kid be, like, younger and, like... Because yeah, yeah, they you love putting kids in shows that, like that though. being, like, techie. Because a TikTok is what 20 seconds or like between 20 seconds a minute you wouldn't cast it to the tv because no 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 no. what i was no what i was saying was is that she should have been watching something like a netflix or something on chromecast and then like a screen mirror and then have the uh tiktok pop up like a notification do that i just don't think there was a need for everybody to huddle around her Th- yeah, I think just her watching it would have been fine, would've and then fine. they could have made the eight views joke, and then like, like a uh, Quentin could have been like nine, yeah. like, and you could have been like, oh, okay, you watch it now too. But anyways, to get into the actual TikTok, we see George, and George is doing the same thing. We're getting the, this you know the text to speech robo voice. No, uh, this is definitely Oscar though. Okay, so I I didn't catch that in the moment. So either way, whether or not so it is, so, he's but... pointing to the text. And it's him admitting all the things that's wrong with him, that he was a bad dad, that he's broke, that he's homeless, and, you know, talking about how much his daughter means to him and that he wants to make it up to her. And now uh, it's him dancing. And he's like, I thought it was funny. I thought him dancing was a little funny. The mom dancing well, mom with him and in, showing yeah, him how to twerk cause got he's me. Because like, he's like, am I doing this okay? She's like, no, like, you know, like, your ass is so flat. And then she's like, yeah. you got to pump it like this. And then when she jumps in to, to show him how to shake, like she's well, she like, can get it. Like, she's, she knows how she to is, do it. She has thrown her ass right into the screen. Like this is, uh, this was uh, actually it, so much to it, to the point where I was like, kind of surprised she's completely covered. Like she's not, but I thought like, I was a little surprised they let her get away with it like or the show get away with like her just blatantly like popping her ass into the screen it's pretty aggressive well, one of the cut well one of the tiktok cuts is she's twerking and then george lopez is sitting on a chair like giving the thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a quick little jump but it's enough to make you go what do you guys get a small will they won't they with the yes divorce yeah parents? for sure no, it's not very small them, <laughs> yeah, yeah i can see them yeah. like having a oh no, we hooked up again type of yeah. episode. And also, like, even if you didn't, she does that twerk and you're like... Right? I'm I mean, it. <laughs> it's gotta... It's, I mean, a man killed to be so strong. Right. And then, when that ends, and after she watches her mom shake her ass, 
She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. He swallowed his pride and was honest. <laughs> and in front of the whole world, it's like, I mean, I know it started sweet, but it ended on such a huh note that, like, I don't know if she should have reacted so touched. I thought it was strange that he didn't say in the TikTok how he's poor and broke for noble reasons. He just kind of says he's poor and homeless. Because I think it's just yeah, a matter of like, I'm poor and broke himself. because I was taking care of the family or whatever. Because I yeah. think it's almost like you have to just be, hey, I'm flawed. No what ifs, no buts. Like, it's supposed to just be it's like. It's just at this point, she thinks he's broke from gambling and I know, but <laughs> I think I think it's more important that he just owns up to, to being flawed and, and wanting to be better than to make excuses. Because if he yes. makes excuses in the TikTok, it's like, it's it's a different, it's a different situation. But. From there, we cut to later on, and it's the two of them are in her kitchen. And they're, like, sitting there. Ha- I think it's, like, morning. They have, like, coffee together. And it's just the two of them. And Do we think there might possibly t- be tequila in those mugs, though? Could probably could still be. be. Yeah. And he's saying, you know what, mine? Like, someday this kitchen's going to look incredible. And she asks, will either of us be alive to see it? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then she's telling him about how she finally stood up for herself at work and how, you know, she used the Lopez way. And she was saying, you know, I spent a lot of money in therapy trying to find healthy ways to avoid getting angry, but sometimes the healthiest thing to do is just scream at a bitch. Bitch, Amen. I think it was used three times in this episode, by the way. Bitch is oddly used yeah, too much, I think. Yeah, bitches, once I is enough. Is this on television too, or is this just for Peacock? It's on NBC, yeah. yeah. It's on NBC. Because okay. I watched it on Peacock. And then she's, you know, reassuring to him, like, hey, listen, if you're staying here, you're going to have to learn how to respect me. And he asked, do I have to also respect Quentin, the friendly ghost? And then he was like, oh, hi, it's me, <laughs> Michael Jackson, the friendly ghost again. Remember me for a few episodes back, boys? <laughs> oh, where's Tito? Oh, is Tito going to come here and hang out with us? <laughs> He said to Casper, and I was like, I'm so happy I get to make a reprise of Michael Jackson, the friendly ghost on the podcast. My favorite character. Anyways. (laughs) uh, He's saying how much he'd like to stay and how it's really going to, you know, it'll be a breakthrough in in the eyes of his eight followers on TikTok. And she says, those aren't followers, Dad. Those are Polish sex bots. He says... That's cool. I don't have a type. <laughs> and you can see her kind of with that, like, genuine smile in that moment. Yeah, that seemed almost ad-libbed right there. I mean, that's what he's so good at, right? It's just, like, tossing one quick line after, and just, it, it's always going to land. And as he's leaving the room, he's like, oh, and can you turn off the light real quick? And when he turns it off, she reveals that she bought a nightlight. So there's a little bit of compromise going on now. And he's very touched by that. And then he's like, oh, he's like, that's going to save you so much money. Also, you're going to buy me a house and you're going to need a fridge. And we found some mold under the floor. But, you know, we'll take care of it. Good night. <laughs> Mold's not cheap and neither are fridges. No. Neither is a house. Neither, yeah, neither no, are houses. Neither is yeah. house. I can attest to all of these things. I think this would have been a good closing point. Uh, we say this a lot, but we do get that little after scene. But I wish we didn't get the after scene. But you got to remember, sometimes it's one of those. Ah, uh, it's the, I don't know. It's the NBC, like kind of the modern sitcom. You get that long commercial break and just that like thirty second scene that like leads it's the lead the into the show. next show. Yeah, but like so whatever. So in that we get George and Chance are both 
in their room because now they're sharing bunk beds. Chance wants Grandpa to read him like a scary story. And he's like, well, last time you got too scared and you ran to your mom. And that guy that keeps saying he's your father, which again, like, dude, you got to relax. He's like, come on. He's a little harsh on him. Yeah. He's like, I won't cry, please. He's like, oh, did I ever tell you about the one? I'm going to, I'm not going to butcher this word. But, um, he's like, Lorana. What does that mean? It's a move. Well, they made a movie about it in the Conjuring universe, but it's like in Mexico, there's like a woman that drowned her kids and then she's a ghost and she, she'll come for your kids. I'm probably butchering the story, but. That's, no, that's that's pretty much that's, that's close to her, yeah. So he says that, or the man who was born with an owl body, <laughs> which is crazy. Because you ever looked up what an owl looks like without its fur? Yeah, they have long legs. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Wild. Anybody who's never looked at an owl without its fur, your mind will be blown away. It I mean, it's feathers, nice... right? It's not fur. <laughs> it's all feathers, yeah. It ended with a nice tie-in because after that he goes, "Mommy," and he's and he runs down the hallway to go to his parents' room. And George yells, see how easy he finds you in the dark? And um, and then we get Lowrider for the second time, which I thought we didn't need it there. I did get a laugh, though, that he's sleeping and sharing a bedroom with his grandson, but he still has a bed beer. Like, that that got me, yeah. like, a genuine laugh, too. <laughs> yeah. The, the owl line got me when the kid was running. That That got me. I giggled. It did its job. <laughs> the man with the owl body is a pretty funny, like, <laughs> yeah. folklore thing to say to a kid. So that was like the close of the episode. And there is one thing, like I I said, I wanted to cycle back to this. You know, we mentioned the whole cast of the original George Lopez show had a cameo on like the Christmas episode. Yeah. And I just, after I watched the episode, I tried to not go ahead, but I saw that that was like a clip when I was just Googling the show to get like little factoids and stuff. So I watched, it was just like a, like a minute or two long clip. And one thing that I thought really did flag me and watching that, and this is just having these old characters return, like his old wife and the one who played his mother. I just thought that that those actors and their chemistry seemed so much more. I don't know, it like regular it felt sitcom better. chemistry. Yeah, it felt better yeah. even seeing them in that quick moment. It they seemed like it. The direct comparison made. The new family not seem as good, even though it's that's, his real daughter. That's yeah, ironic, I think that's just nostalgia winning. Is all that is? I, I don't know, I think man. I'm telling I, you, I'm with Nick. I, I'm with both of you equally. I mean, I can, and yeah, I've I seen can, it too. I understand it because I'm not someone who is like watching a ton of the original George Lopez show. Like I've seen well, it, but I've watched a lot of it, and it, it did get me nostalgia pangs for sure. And I forget if it's his mom or his wife, but one of them immediately is like, "What's going on with your hair?" Which I thought was like a very funny joke to put into it because he looks so different from that I've, show. I've thought about this a lot, and I don't know if I've ever actually specifically brought it up on here, but, like, you have your older shows. Like, we've covered a lot of them at this point, you know? Um, and and you have your newer – and, like, Full House, for example, who has an old one and a new one. Like, and I feel like what Jay's talking about kind of meets this. They're done differently now. Right, like the sitcom yeah, format is, is uh, as a shell. It's the same format, yes, but they're doing something different. I can't put my finger on exactly what that is. I feel like they're they're panning for the reaction, or I I don't know what it is, but they're doing something different, and I think that plays a lot into how we feel about um, old shows versus new shows. And it's less about nostalgia, which is what I just said, but 
less about nostalgia and more about how it's done. Like I think it's just done differently in a way that it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, but we're talking chemistry. The chem- chemistry they don't have is strange. Right, but that could go to how they're how how they're producing it. You know what I mean? Like and different why? type of show ah, too. Yeah. I mean, like with Marabit Children being the sort of big example that like they wouldn't let other shows really work as being dirty. Look at Bless's House that we watched, where he's like, oh, "I'm a mailman and everybody's a hua." You're like, "All right, Desclay, <laughs> this is funny, but like they're gonna cancel you right away. Like this will never happen." And now they've found a way to like mix yeah. the two together. I think too that it doesn't matter the style, right? Like it, like this the the production style doesn't matter whether it's a new one, a new type. I'm not of really talking production style type. either, though. I think the, Nick the is talking format, about like the style, the the way it's filmed, the, the way it's edited, re- the way the characters that's interact what I was with each other. About. I will say the show had more of that classic it, sitcom vibe though than a lot of the other newer ones that we tackle. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, one thing I did want to say about this that I was going to put in my green lighter cancel is that one of the things I liked about this, looking at my notes, I always do a line break when the scene changes like a new paragraph right and there's so many of those in this i loved that they came in they're quick they make a funny joke or they do a thing and they're on to the next scene which felt very much like a classic sitcom but the plot and the premise felt much more like a modern sitcom uh my thing my what i was gonna end with was if the show is good it's good right it doesn't matter that like how many office type shows have we seen mockumentary style that have not been good right right uh three panel sitcoms that we've seen that have not been good and i feel like those the good ones are the ones who are staying closer to however it was done before not necessarily i think no because look at the office look at the office that was revolutionary you don't have to follow a set of rules to make it work it's just if it's good it's good I, i get what gordo's saying but in any event, we've talked about this for quite a bit, and I, at this point, we might as well do the green light or cancel, so I'm going to go in the order. I see you guys in, Joe, starting with you. Yeah, so I just mentioned, right, I do love the format of the sitcom, right, where it's scene, new scene, scene, new scene. You're not stuck in one place too long, which works for some shows and doesn't for others. Uh, I, I do really stand by the, I think this has a very modern, all-in-the-family feel to it, and I think they do that well without feeling like they're clinging to trying to stick to a specific uh archetype so much it's just inspired by and sort of takes a lot of the riffs from and again like we said earlier i hate modern references especially things that will date it especially social media or things i don't understand but i think that having george as our or not our but as the audience's sort of uh proxy for those things especially if you don't like them makes it funnier right that he's like what is this and then him trying to do it makes it funnier too and you kind of get why he does it makes him bend uh, I've watched all of this show. I really do enjoy it. Um, I'm excited for when it comes back, whenever TV shows ever come back again. Uh, so it's fun. It's a green light for me. Ferg. It's a cancel for me. All the stuff Joe said, the opposite. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't like a lot of the rapid fire. Um, how they would they would do a scene, it would be really short, and then cut to another scene right away. Um, I didn't feel very much chemistry. I didn't like the dirty father-daughter stuff. Um, and I was just bored for a lot of the episode. It just didn't do it for me. And I love George Lopez. I thought him, and I surprisingly thought the little kid was a pretty good actor. And I tend to hate child actors. Um, I don't think his daughter was very good. 
um, I didn't like her husband either. So it's a cancel for me. Nick. Uh, I do agree with Ferg. Wasn't a big fan of the daughter. Um, just didn't really f- seem to mesh. Um, nor her husband also, or boyfriend rather, whatever he is. Uh, I could see myself coming around on both of them though. And like I said earlier, I have a, I do have a big soft spot for George Lopez. I, I really do think he's incredibly funny. And um, I, I just, and putting that aside, I think there's enough to this actual story here that I, I want to come back and, and see more. I mean, I, I can't ignore that I enjoyed his other shows so that there's something there that's going to want to keep me coming back to watch more too. But, um, you know, just on this one alone, I like George's character. I like the the story that they're building um, to keep George around in this, um, you know, family, I guess. Um, I like the ex uh, her his ex-wife uh, is really good. There's just a lot of good. The, the writing struggles, which is would my main thing, I think, with this was like it was just a little too cheesy at times, which I think is maybe my main problem with newer sitcoms. Like there's a lot of cheese, um, but I feel like that will work itself out uh, along the way. But who knows? I mean, I would have to keep watching. But as of right now, it's a green light for me. I definitely I, I want to keep going with it. Gordo. This has probably been the most on the fence I have been in a long time about a show. I didn't really like it. I didn't like Mayan. I don't know if this is her first acting role uh, or anything because, you know, I do so much extensive research before this that you'd think I'd be able to find that information. You could have used uh, the device you were watching the episode on to look Well, no, where... because the device that I use, it, it doesn't put busy. it in the t- <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, I feel like the show is going to get better and is going to get funny. Like, George Lopez, I th- like, he is funny. Like I said, I don't particularly like Who is literally episode. deciding right now? <laughs> I, I am because I could go either way. I could go either way. And, you know, I think that the show is probably going to get better and that there's enough groundwork there that I'm going to green light it. I'm going to green light it. That's what I'm going to do. I'll be more more harsh on episode two, but I'll give them the first episode jitters that there's enough there. Right, but keep in mind, you're supposed to judge on episode one. <laughs> but there's enough there in episode one that made me like it, but there's equally enough stuff in episode one that made me dislike it. Like, I know, like... Ty goes to the runner. She, she I just don't like her, but... She, she she clearly is like a good actor and she has some funny comedic timing. I feel like you almost said the polar opposite a minute ago about her, but yeah. <laughs> You're like I don't like her, but she's a good actor. She she's has a good actor, but she's I, super funny. I don't know if this is her first acting job or what. <laughs> but boy, I does don't she know. have it down. <laughs> it's not. She's been acting for. She hasn't done a lot. She's done like six things in between, but it's not her first. I don't know. I'm just. I wish I could push. Well, in any because event, this would uh, be so green light. I'm green lighting it. That's fine. Uh, so as far as I go, I'm actually siding with Ferg. So I was a little conflicted. So when I wa- I watched it twice, 
The first time I watched it, I didn't like it at all. When I rewatched it to take my notes and stuff, I started to come around to it a little bit more and I was catching more of the nuances. And I, like I said, watching it a second time, you're catching little hints in the writing for things that are coming out later. So I realized the writing was a little more clever than I realized, but I don't know. It just didn't really click with me completely. I thought that heavy scene was a little too much in that middle there. It wasn't quite fun enough. I, I needed a little bit more than we're fixing the kitchen for episode one. I don't know. It's one of those shows that if people all like it, I, I wouldn't, I, I didn't hate it. So I wouldn't be opposed to watching more if, if people got to be in that direction. But my gut instinct, the first time I watched it, it wasn't really for me. I thought it needed uh, a, a little bit of work. It just didn't seem like it was refined enough. It kind of felt like, Oh, it's George Lopez. We trust him. And like, I don't, and I just felt like they didn't, really put enough time to completely hash everything out. They just kind of let him do whatever he wanted. And, and and it was what it was. And he's funny enough to get you pretty far, but it just wasn't, um, I, I just need a little bit more. So with that being said, that's still three out of five. So congratulations to Lopez versus Lopez. You live on to see another day with us. I want to remind you all to go to S1E1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to all our social medias. S1E1pod on Twitter or now X and instagram uh hit us up talk to us leave us some reviews those do us uh big favors so we very much appreciate it i said this before i meant to say at the top of the episode leave us a review send us proof that you did it we will follow you back on any social media you're choosing uh, as long as we have it and um and, and that is just our small way of saying thank you so um in any event thanks guys for listening we'll catch you again next week with another episode thank you goodbye I think we got the best Rosie twerking. <laughs> <laughs>